Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 318, the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. A special hello to a lady who's listening to our podcast up in Childers, four hours north of Brisbane. And uh, her name is Mary Ruff. Mary listens to the podcast and also gets to the Sacred Heart Catholic Church there in Childers when uh, COVID restrictions allow. So hello to Mary and all those wonderful people up in Childers. And also to Mary and Terry Byrne up there in Childers who also join us regularly through the podcast. Greetings to everyone in the whole community and wherever you're listening to around the regions. Actions speak louder than words. This weekend's readings take a very practical angle on the meaning of discipleship. We're called to take special care to be just, honest and charitable towards everyone. What a different tone the world would take if everyone took that angle. As Christians, the proper application of our religious beliefs leads to very important practical consequences for our lives and actions. The readings this weekend send a powerful message. What's the point of calling ourselves disciples of Christ and servants of God or Christians unless our practical actions reflect justice, show charity and put forgiveness into action, showing loving practical actions of kindness that God asks us to show to one another? True and untarnished religion is this, as the scriptures say, acting justly, helping the poor, the widow and the orphan. In fact, helping all those who are most in need. Jesus warns his critics that if their religion goes no further than blind observation of symbolic rituals, whilst at the same time not living the message of practical love, kindness and fairness, it will do no good whatsoever. The sacraments show and point to and strengthen God's compassion and love that abides in our hearts. This is the nature and purpose of Christ's sacraments. They convey to us in a real, touchable way Christ, who is love, mercy, justice and compassion. The value of a person's good works is not based on their number or excellence, says St. John of the Cross, but on the love of God within them that prompts the person to do these things in the first place. How beautifully put. Love, justice and charity are the more key indicators of an authentic discipleship than mere outward observances of one's rituals. Obviously, the two are not incompatible. They go together and they reinforce and nurture each other. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. O Lord, you are good and forgiving, full of mercy to all who call you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone as we gather to listen to God's word and contemplate the presence and love of Christ revealed and given to us in the sacraments. As we begin the Holy Eucharist, let's acknowledge our sinfulness first so as to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and in sacrament to strengthen us and make us holy. Christ, have mercy. You will come again in glory with salvation for your people. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for Let us pray that God will protect us with his watchful care. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Now, Israel, give heed to the statutes and ordinances that I am teaching you to observe, so that you may live to enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, 
is giving you. You must neither add anything to what I command you, nor take away anything from it, but keep the commandments of the Lord your God, with which I am charging you. You must observe them diligently, for this will show your wisdom and discernment to the peoples who, when they hear all these statutes, will say, Surely this great nation is a wise and discerning people. For what other great nation has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is whenever we call to him? And what other great nation has statutes and ordinances as just as this entire law that I am setting before you today? The Word of the Lord The just will live in the presence of the Lord. Lord, who shall dwell on your holy mountain, those who walk without fault, those who act with justice and speak the truth from their hearts, those who do not slander with their tongue, those who do no wrong to their kindred, who cast no slur on their neighbours, who hold the godless in disdain, but honour those who fear the Lord, those who keep their word come what may, who take no interest on a loan, and accept no bribes against the innocent, such people will stand firm for ever. The just will live in the presence of the Lord, a reading from the letter of St. James. Every generous act of giving, with every perfect gift, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfilment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. The Word of the Lord The Father gave us birth by his message of truth, that we might be the first fruits of his creation. Alleluia, alleluia, 
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders, and they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? Jesus said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honours me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then Jesus called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile them, but the things that come out of a person are what defile them. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of the Lord It's clear from the Gospel that by the time of Jesus, people had indeed started adding to God's law and loading people down with unnecessary burdens and difficult observances that for most people were impossible to achieve. So living in God's favour became something that most people couldn't do, and it was only reserved for the lucky minority. The large majority of people were too busy just keeping alive and dealing with the everyday practicalities of living and surviving to observe all these rules and rituals. Holiness and peace had become rare commodities, which were now well beyond the reach of most people. That was never God's plan. The whole point of God's law was that it was given to people for their welfare and growth, so that people could deeply live and reflect the love, the values and priorities of God in their actions and attitudes. I particularly like the scripture passages that expressly name the virtues and qualities of Christian life. As you name them, it feels as if it stirs up the desire to deepen those virtues in our hearts. It's as if those values and virtues start to take deeper hold in our souls as we think about them, as we reflect on them. The just will live in the presence of the Lord by means of this, walking in the ways of blamelessness, acting with justice, speaking honestly, avoiding wrongdoing, not gossiping or slandering others, honouring the Lord, keeping our promises, not ripping off people, not allowing oneself to be bought off from their principles, not selling out. 
The second reading from James confirms this practical advice that we should always aim to do what the word tells us and not just listen to it and deceive ourselves. That's a very powerful reminder that we can easily deceive ourselves about our true motives and intentions, but we should be on guard against such self-justifications. Not merely us saying, I'm doing this for the good of others, I have no self-serving motives in my actions, but rather the test of pure, unspoiled religion is coming to the help of people who are in need, distancing oneself from the values of the world that are not consistent with the gospel. Finally, in the gospel, Jesus warns us about people who honour God with only lip service, and all the while their hearts are actually very far from God. Our Lord asks us to look deep inside our hearts and see the things that distort our faithfulness. These are the inner movements of the heart, and they can be and need to be crowded out by the positive values, the graces and virtues that God gives us to counteract them, namely faithfulness purity, reverence, respect, detachment from material things, love, honesty, appreciation, affirmation, self-sacrifice, and so on. The virtues of the gospel build us up, and they crowd out anything that is inconsistent with the gospel. There's simply no room for those negative qualities because God has filled us with all the good values. Christianity is not primarily a set of doctrines and laws. Christianity is, first and foremost, a person, Jesus, and a relationship with that person, Christ, who is the revelation of God and the perfection of the law. Christianity is a relationship, not a concept or philosophy, and certainly not just a set of rules. Whenever Christianity is turned into mere concepts or a set of rules and philosophies alone, It gets disconnected from the person and values of Jesus, which should be at the very core, a living core, a living heart of love. Naturally, there are rules and doctrines and dogmas in Christianity. There certainly are. But all of them serve to point us to Christ, who is the one rule, the one word. In the gospel today, Jesus was struggling valiantly against legalism. The lawmakers and the law keepers seemed to be more interested in what people could not do rather than focusing on what they could be doing and should be doing in response to life's real issues and problems. Our Christian faith is about positive acts as well as refraining from negative ones. The lawmakers in Jesus' time focused too much on appearances and outward actions ignoring the inner realities of their terrible attitudes, their lack of love, their hypocrisy. They were focusing more on what one should refrain from doing rather than encouraging and promoting the inner growth of the heart, nurturing those attitudes and loving responses towards others. There's a certain safety in refraining from doing things and avoiding things. One never gets hurt if one doesn't do anything. But when one loves, we open ourselves to being hurt. Not that we want to be hurt, but it's, it's what happens. We reach out and that can make us vulnerable. Jesus corrected the errors of these legal people. Jesus is shown positively living his message by his actions. I love this saying, Christianity is a verb, not a noun. It's about doing, as well as being. As we see our Lord going through life, loving, sharing, forgiving, healing, including, uplifting, unburdening, 
feeding, encouraging, and risking everything and giving everything out of love, giving absolutely everything in his desire to address every genuine human need. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. All that is good, everything that is perfect, comes from God. And so we ask the Lord to fill our needs. that all people will love God with their hearts and not just give lip service. Lord, hear us. That political leaders will not mouth empty words and fail to keep their promises. Lord, hear us. That people suffering through sickness, the breakup of relationships, loneliness or hatred may find in us support and comfort. Lord, hear us. That single parents may be supported by the community. Lord, hear us. That those who have left this life may enter eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, Hear us. God ever faithful, we ask you to hear the prayers we offer and grant us all we need through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, 
May we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this sacred offering, O Lord, confer on us always the blessing of salvation, that what it celebrates in mystery it may accomplish in power. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Sundays 4 of Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and, giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many 
for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim, by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy for ever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. 
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The Communion Antiphon how great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Renewed by this bread from the heavenly table, we beseech you, Lord, that being the food of charity, it may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve you in our neighbour. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Heartfelt thanks to you all for your participation in this time of reflection and encountering Christ in his word and sacrament. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I